Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to break down everything there is to need to know about week 13 of the National Football League. We will share some Thoughts on the Thursday night game, some start and sit, Matthew Fox's game of the week, some sports bets, and we'll end it with our weekly movie corner. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, sir? Matthew Fox is frozen on me. I don't know what happened to him. He's frozen. He's frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Matthew Fox has gone away. Matthew Fox. He's gone right now. Well, I'm sure we'll pick him back up in just a few moments. But uh, welcome to another episode here, guys. I am excited to talk to you guys. Week 13, we are closing in closer and closer to the playoff season. And by playoff season, I mean not just in the NFL, but I'm also talking about in the world of fantasy football. So we are going to dive into our fantasy football aspect of the show a little bit later. But um, we are obviously all going to be talking about this week, the massive return at the quarterback position of Deshaun Watson. Um, He is scheduled to make his return this Sunday against the Houston Texans. Um, It's one of those things where you have to, as a football analyst and as a fantasy football person, you've got to, you got to hone in on the football aspect of this entire thing. So that's, that's exactly what we're going to explore a little bit today. Some thoughts that we have on his return and, and stuff like, and so forth and so forth. And of course, as always, we'll jump into our fantasy start and sit, which will help guide you through this week in the world of the NFL. Um, And then of course my favorite thing, I'll go over my bets, which is also very exciting um, to do. And there he is. There he is, Miss Summer. He just wanted to like have his own moment in the show. It was like this one of those things where he's like, I have to have my own introduction in my own different way. So Matthew Fox is back. How are you, bud? Uh, doing better than my internet. 
Oh, man. He's cutting out again. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, this is this is a lot of fun right now. Nothing more fun than watching a man frozen on my screen. Let it go. He's back. Is he back? Yes. All right. Temporarily. Temporary. It does look temporary. Oh, my goodness. What is going on? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love throwing me for a I, loop. I did go to uh, Christmas T-shirt Thursdays. So I have Bailey Brothers uh, Building and Loan Association for you this week. I don't even know what that means. Have you never seen A Wonderful Life? Oh, there it is. I mean, come on, man. You know, you realize, like, my head hurts. You know what I'm saying? Trying to remember all of these things. But before we get any further, I was just talking a little bit about the Deshaun Watson situation. He is set to return to the NFL football field on Sunday. What is your fantasy football outlook on Mr. Watson? Yeah, so I know some people were excited. Uh, but, you know, we're going to set aside whatever uh, has gone on with Watson and yeah. focus on the football aspect. People were excited. Oh, he's back. I'm putting him in my super flex lineup. If that's you, uh, you know, I'll wish you the best. I am definitely not doing that. The guy has not played a meaningful game in 700 days. Um, he is playing in Houston. That was always going to be emotional. We've seen a very poor track record of quarterbacks returning to play against their former team at home. Um, I don't want to talk about the lawsuit, but Tony Busby has said he's bringing all of his clients to the game. So, you know, that's going to create a certain atmosphere. We saw in the preseason when the Jacksonville faithful decided to get a little colorful with their comments when Watson was out there in preseason, it seemed to have a pretty good effect on him. And finally, the way you beat the Houston Texans is to run it all over them. They are dead last in the NFL in carries against and yards per against uh, on the ground. They are also bottom five in rushing touchdowns and rushing yards per carry given up. And the Browns are a great rushing team. So I think Watson could be okay, but I think the Browns are going to succeed by punching the ball through the Texans defense on the ground. I don't disagree with you, but Deshaun Watson will guarantee throw two touchdown passes on Sunday. I guarantee it. Two touchdowns, 233 through the air. I'm maybe, you know what? Maybe even one of those being rushing touchdowns. You know what I mean? Watson does have a rushing upside. I just feel like you're right. The pressure's there. I, I figure that aspect. It's not just the – so the pressure is on so many different levels. The off-the-field stuff, then you have the on-the-field stuff. You have the crowd. You have all of these factors coming to play. But then you have the contract. You have that in the background because he did sign the first, you know, fully guaranteed contract in NFL history. So that that's also in play here. So he's got to produce right away. I just feel like he's going to come onto the football field with a chip on his shoulder. And that's the type of chip, chip on my shoulder. Again, we're talking football only here. That's the kind of guy that I would love to have on my fantasy football roster. I think unless you have a much better option, I'm starting him this week across the board. And, and I know it's going to vary per person. It's going to vary per what they think. Matthew Fox made some incredible points about what the, the game plan should be. You know what I mean? Even though, I think the coach there always forgets what their game should game plan should be. It should be Nick Chubb, then whatever. You know what I mean? But it, it, they sometimes get lost in that shuffle there. But I don't know. We'll, it'll be interesting to see. 
Um, we'll t- I'll talk a little bit more about the Browns whenever I talk about some of my bets later. But um, with that being said, we have a massive, massive game tonight on Thursday Night Football. We've got a huge matchup tonight going head-to-head. We've got the Buffalo Bills taking on the New England Patriots. Matthew Fox, share me some of your thoughts of tonight's game. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, there's good potential that it will be a competitive game. It may not be incredibly high scoring. I wouldn't be surprised if this is in the teens. Uh, New England has a pretty stout defense. Damian Harris has been ruled out, so it's all Ramondre Stevenson. That's great for fantasy, except Buffalo has a very good rushing defense, but Buffalo is missing a few pieces on defense, so that may open it up a little bit. We saw Mac Jones play probably his best game maybe of his career on Thanksgiving night really helping that offense be a little more up-tempo against Minnesota. Jacoby Myers is questionable, has an injury. He's about the only receiver that I would consider playing in any way uh, from the Patriots. The Patriots are a decent NFL team, but in terms of fantasy, they are not fantasy rich. Buffalo on the other side, side should be. I would wager the defense will be keyed up to try to take Josh Allen away. The Patriots always want to take away the thing you do the best. And the thing Buffalo does the best is their quarterback. He stepped up as a passer the last few weeks. This is one of the rare Thursday night games where both teams come in on a full week of normal rest because both these teams played on Thanksgiving Day. Buffalo looked good. Patriots looked good. I think this is a crucial game for a lot of reasons. Buffalo has a path to get back to the number one seed in the AFC by the end of this weekend if things break right, and that starts with them winning. But also, they've lost three games. Two of them have been to their opponents in the AFC East. They can't really afford to lose all their division games and hope to be a dominant team. I think they've got to start turning that around against New England. New England, on the flip side, 6-5. and five. They're on the outside looking in, coming into the playoffs. Every team in their division is above 500. The AFC is very competitive. They can't afford to keep stacking these losses. So you have a couple of desperate teams. I expect a good game from Josh Allen, probably a good game from Stephon Diggs. Singletary is the running back I would most want to bet on there. Quick question we have. Gus Edwards, A.J. Dillon, half PPR. I like. I'm going with Dillon. Dillon as well. Also, is it time to bench Camara? No, it's not. Mozart is not worth. No, I'm not benching Camara. Yeah, I'd still play Camara over Mozart. Um, Miami has an incredibly tough matchup of their own this week going against the San Francisco 49ers, and they did not have a robust rushing effort against the Wolfville Texans last week. So I'm not banking on the Miami Dolphin rush game this week. Yeah, and Kamara just, he's got weeks where it's down, weeks that it's up. I mean, he did have, let's not forget, he did have six catches, I mean, this past week. Um, that does does help him out a lot. Um, they are playing Tampa Bay, who's a little bit better against the run, but Tampa Bay's also struggled a lot with a lot of injuries and stuff like that. So I don't see how, um, and we're obviously coming off Nick Chubb having 116 yards against this team. So I, I don't see Kamara having any issues on Monday night this week. Yeah, Tampa's rush defense has not been as good in 2022 as it was last year. And I think I get the concern about Kamara, but you have to remember they played the 49ers last week. And if you're thinking about bantering him for a running back playing the 49ers this week, that's not a great call. Yeah, not at all. Um, all right. So with that being said, oh, tonight's game. Yes. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I do think so, too. I do think that this could be a little bit of one of those it's close, but then at the end of the game, Bills kind of pull it out. Maybe maybe a double-digit win, maybe double-digit as in like 10 points or so. 
Um, but I do agree with Maggie Fox. It's probably going to be on the bit of the scoring, low scoring side, maybe like a, you know, 24-10, 24-14 type of style game. It, it, it might be close for a little while. Maybe a late touchdown by Buffalo pulls them out a little bit. But uh, I like the Bills tonight, even on the road. Um, the Patriots are – they're an interesting team. They're, they're I think they're slightly overachieving. I mean, let's not forget they have two wins this year against the Jets who are still trying to find their own identity, especially on the offensive side of the ball, even though Mike White looked like, you know – Dan Marino last week, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I still, I'm still kind of questioning all that scenario. But uh, yeah, did you say you think the Bills are going to win tonight too? Right? We're on the same page there. All right, perfect. All right. Yeah, I think I, the Bills really have to win. They can't afford to drop another game in the AFC East. Oh, it's crazy. They are, you know, they are zero and two in the NFC East or, or AFC East right now. So it uh, that's and they have games in their last six games i mean they've got to turn around and that's going to be really key to them getting back to a high seat and with the dolphins playing at the 49ers and the chiefs playing at the Bengals, both those teams have tough games where they both to lose buffalo finds itself right back as the number one seed because they own the tiebreaker over the chiefs yeah bills have a very important stretch right here three straight games against division opponents and then obviously they have the last two against uh cincinnati at cincinnati and um, they play New England again the last week of the year. So they, they definitely got a, a, a tough schedule down the stretch. A lot of these teams, I think, that are at the top of the radar, especially the Dolphins. Like I was looking at the Dolphins' schedule down the stretch. It's pretty rough. I mean, they got 49ers, Chargers, Buffalo, Green Bay, New England, and Jets to end the year. So we're going to really find out if Miami's for real or not over the next three weeks, in my opinion. Chargers the same way. They're 6-5. and five. They're kind of in that New England position of we've got to win if we want to get in the playoffs. And they have – a lot of tough games down the stretch. Miami, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Games. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be a last – the last six weeks – is it six, six weeks of the NFL are going to be quite interesting for a lot of these teams because we're going to see who's real and who's not, especially in the AFC where there is a massive jumble for playoffs. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of teams jockeying for – especially wild card, even divisions. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. only division that's really kind of, I guess you could say, locked – not locked up three-game lead, but the only division that really has any meaningful lockup is, you know, the South. I would say Kansas City probably has their hand on that division as well over the Chargers, but it's really interesting because there's about, I think it's, you know, one, two, three, four, five, you know, six or seven teams that are right there in the thick of the wild card race for um, the AFC. And the, the NFC is not too far behind with a lot of, I mean, there's just a lot more you know, their records might just be a little bit more different in the NFC this year. But yeah. well, and I would say the AFC South is a done deal because they have a three and a half game lead. The Colts have already haven't had a bye, so they've already played one more game than the Titans, and they got swept by the Titans. So in order to I don't think two teams go in from the AFC South. The only way the Colts can even catch the Titans is if they start to collapse. And even then they would have to, it's like last year. They'd have to get a game above them to even get into the playoffs. So you're talking about them having to play pretty much Jacksonville. Jacksonville rips off six in a row, goes 10 and seven, beats the Titans in week 10. They go 10 and seven. They're 10 and seven. And then they tie. And then Jacksonville overtakes them because of the tie. And then they win the division. That, that's, you know, well, that's where I don't think the Colts can possibly get in anymore because I think it's at least 10 wins to get in in the AFC and they can't get there. They're 4 7 on one. They only have five games left. 
Yeah, they're not. Yeah. And I would be, um, you know, not to jump too much into games of the week, but I'd be floored if they beat Dallas. Yeah, me too. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and dive into Matt's games of the week. Games of the week, we have nothing but quintessential matchups this week. Uh, the Sunday early window, I'm going with the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. If the playoffs started today, both these teams would be in, but they're both in precarious positions with teams chasing them right behind them. The Commanders are 7-5. and five. They have a bye in Week 14, so they're a game ahead in terms of games played over the field. The New York Giants 7-4 and four, lost a tough game to Dallas last week. They have a tough closing stretch, including two games with Philly coming up that are going to really define their season they they need to keep winning if they want to get in the playoffs they've been a fun story to start the season but the pressure is not off them both these teams really need a win to get to win eight if they want to have a chance and you know ron rivera in his entire tenure with the commanders has never gotten to eight wins so that would be a big landmark moment for him the sunday late game i referenced it earlier the kansas city chiefs at nine and two are going to play the seven and four cincinnati Bengals. looks like jamar chase is going to be back chase destroyed destroyed the Chiefs last year in a regular season win that really salted the fortunes of the Bengals getting into the playoffs. The Bengals are in the same position. They're tied with the Ravens at 7-4 and four on top of the AFC North, but they need to keep winning. That's going to be a tough division race all the way down the stretch. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, 9-2, and two, they're looking at the number one seed in the AFC, but they would lose a tiebreaker to Buffalo, uh, so they need to keep winning to stay ahead of them. I think this ha- is a game that has massive playoff implications, and probably since the Chiefs lost in the regular season and the playoffs to the Bengals last year, they would like to get one back. The Chiefs would like to be able to beat some of these playoff teams and t- pile up quality wins in the regular season. Sunday night game is not as great. Indianapolis Colts on their last gasp will be in Dallas. Could be the last game before we get an Odell Beckham signing in Dallas. I expect that to come this week, and I think that might make a difference. Dallas seems to be humming along, looking more like the team I thought they would be to start the season. Schultz is picking back up now that he's healthy and Dak is back. They're in a group with CeeDee Lamb, both of their running backs. The Indianapolis Colts played a little bit better under Jeff Saturday's tenure, but they just don't have the horses. I cannot foresee Matt Ryan going in and pulling the upset here, especially against that fierce Dallas Cowboys pass rush. My upset special of the week, this is another late afternoon game, and it's another game with huge playoff implications, but I am taking the Miami Dolphins over the San Francisco 49ers. This is a brutally important game to both teams. We talked about Miami. They have a tough schedule coming up, and they're still trying to hang on to a potential lead in the AFC East or at least a wildcard berth. The 49ers have opened up a lead of a game in the NFC West, but they still have the Seahawks trace trailing them and they are still chasing the vikings and the eagles trying to get a good seed in the nfc this is vitally important both these teams have a lot going on and it's also for mike mcdaniel coming back and facing his former team same for jeff wilson and raheem mostert the running backs for the miami dolphins i don't think it's going to be a heavy rushing effort for miami but i like miami's overall offensive weapons better i think they get it done yeah um it's probably the game I'm looking forward to the most because I really feel like this is going to define the Dolphins and whether or not they're contenders. I mean, I know they can go on and on, but I I think the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC still. Um, and I think Dallas Cowboys are a close second. And um, it's going to be interesting to see if the Dolphins are capable of, of doing what they need to do. Um, real quick, we've got another question. Um, would you start full PPR Thielen or Donovan Peoples-Jones? 
I'm going to go with Adam Thielen because I think Miami's game or uh, Minnesota's game is going to be more up tempo. I, you and I are on a little opposite page. I don't expect a robust game from Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't be surprised if he throws it 15 or fewer times. I, I, I agree. I think it's Thielen, but I'm yeah. We're going to be on the opposite ends of the Watson uh, uh, system here for the the heading into this week's game and it'll be interesting because i think either way we're looking at a, a quietly an interesting game to say the least um perfect all right let me just stop the show for just a second here i just want to talk about my friends over at magic mind if you're like me even when you're in the doing your best to concentrate balance work kids chasing dreams writing doing this podcast doing all of these things together a hundred percent focus is very hard and you're not always getting everything done as quickly or as efficiently as you need to so coffee is something that matthew fox can attest to i have tried over and over again i drink three or four cups a day but i feel like it's gotten to the point where it's redundant and it's not doing anything else so i started seeking out other forms of supplements i've tried energy drinks i've tried bars i've tried shots i've tried it all but I want you guys to listen here real quick about Magic Mind. So we're going to do a thing on the show each and every week that you're going to hear over the next five weeks where I'm going to try out Magic Mind. It has five different ingredients inside of it. I'm going to butcher every single one of these ingredients, but you're going to at least know what they are. First off, I know what matcha is, okay? It contains way less caffeine uh, caffeine than coffee, so I'm already going to get that caffeine boost that I need because caffeine is something that I need. But then we got Bacopo Madera. You know what? A nootropic that improves your attention span. Something I need 100%. Matthew Fox can attest to that as well. Ashawanga Anda. I, I don't know. It's an adaptation that reduces stress and anxiety. Uh, my stress is through the roof. Another thing Matthew Fox can attest to. And then we got Rodola Rosea. A nootropic and an adaptation. This is just me butchering the names, but you can check it out in just a second. It reduces fatigue, anxiety, increases your body's resistance to stress, improves physical and mental endurance, and enhances mental clarity. And then, of course, we got a pair. We have the lion's mane mushrooms, which yet another true nootropic. It reduces anxiety, inflammation, which is something that I need help. And then we got cordyceps mushrooms, and also reduces the and then strengthens your immune system along the way. The fun thing about it is, like I mentioned, you can join me on this journey as I do this over the next few weeks. I'm getting my package very shortly, which means next week I will be able to share my first thoughts on and my honest reaction of the product over the course of the next four weeks and what it's like life post Magic Mind. If you want to join me on this journey, totally recommend checking out magicmind.co backslash ranch. That's magicmind, M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D.co backslash ranch. You get 40% off your first subscription. Yes, 40% off. Or you can get 20% off your first uh, one-time purchase. Um, my 40% code only lasts for 10 days, so you might want to hurry up. Again, I have 20% code to share with you guys. It's ranch. Ranch, like ranch dressing. You know what I mean? R-E-N-C-H. To use it, make sure to check out magicmind.co backslash ranch. Um, and then, of course, you enter that code ranch at the checkout. Um, like I said, I'm excited to do, do this journey. I need something to keep me focused. My wife keeps yelling at, at me about drinking these energy drinks and the amount of times I'd be drinking them. And, you know, we've got, we're in the middle of award season. It's tough. Matthew Fox, you know, it's, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited to be on this journey, man. Yeah. And at times there, you know, when you were reading that, I sounded like your therapist. <laughs> 
<laughs> you really do. Matthew Fox knows. Matthew Fox. Well, it's, I mean, you do know, because the thing about it is, is what not a lot of people understand about Matthew Fox and I, it's like, we are in the middle, this is the hardest time of the year for Matthew Fox and I, okay? We have football season, everybody knows that we do football season, and then people that hang around for the movie corner know that we do movies, but this is the middle of awards it's season. It's also like, like the busiest uh, month of the year for my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, and then of course it's the busiest month for me, my job, you got the year end, you've got everything that's going on at one time. I mean, you tossed in, I got some kids here. You know, we've got wives. We're trying to do all of these things at once. So we're trying to keep ourselves occupied, keep ourselves fueled throughout the day. So I'm, I'm all about giving anything worth, uh, anything a try in order to really enhance my productivity. It really is something that I'm looking forward to giving a go. And honestly, like if anybody follows my 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 movie, my movie, uh, reviews we all know i'm very honest about what i do so i will not be shy i will not hold back on my thoughts on trying out this new product i'm very weird about drinking supplements so it's 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 something that you drink it's going to be like a green drink i'm sure because it sounds like a green drink but i'm excited to try it i'm excited to report back to you guys next week but like i said make sure to check out magicmind.co backslash ranch capital r-a-n-c-h to get your discount all right now we are going to jump into our starts and sit. We also know that I butcher names each and every week on this podcast. It doesn't, I mean, it, it happens. It doesn't matter if they're football players or their supplements that go into drinks. It doesn't matter. I'm not very good at it. But as we do each and every week, we're going to talk about start and sit. We have two bye weeks this week. Next week's going to be a brutal one. I mean, there's six teams on a bye next week. That's going to be insane. I can't wait to dive into that, said no one ever. But uh, with that being said, I am going to jump right into my starts for the week. I'll start Aaron Rodgers this week. I know it sounds kind of crazy coming off the game that he did. It's the Chicago Bears. If there's one team that I can that I can confidently feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to go on the football field and throw two or three touchdown passes, it's against the Chicago Bears. I think they're going to handily beat them in what could possibly be his last game against the Chicago Bears. You know what I mean? And especially in a Packers uniform, but maybe overall. So um, you, we all know the history. We all know their relationship. We all know everything that goes down with that. My start at the running back, uh, the running back position is Jamal Williams. My goodness, this is one of – he's one of my favorite players in football right now just based on the fact that he's carrying one of my teams. Um, I love it. My start at the wide receiver position is Christian Kirk. Um, he's seen a nice little run. Yeah, he got paid a lot of money, and everybody criticized him, but I feel like he's had a really good season. And they're taking on a Lions team. That game could be about 90 to 90 by the end of the half. And then my start at the tight end position is David Njoku. I think that I know Fox has said, you know, he's optimistic about Watson, but I think one thing's for sure is if he feels pressure, he's going to try to go to that tight end position. Njoku's had a solid season when he's on the football field. I like Njoku this week. Fox, what do we got for your starts for this week? Yeah, so my starting quarterback, Justin Herbert, um, you know, I know he hasn't uh, dominated in the way that we saw some of the first two years. He had that rib injury to start the season, and then he's lost almost all of his big weapons for huge chunks of the season. But you know what? He's getting the Raiders this week. Oh, we lost Matthew Fox here again, folks. We, we lost him. We lost him. Is he coming back? We don't know. He might be coming back. I don't know. 
He's saying a bunch of good things about Justin Herbert, which is something that I love to talk about just because Justin Herbert is one of my favorite quarterbacks in football. It doesn't really matter what my, my brother says about Justin Herbert. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy and I continue to love Justin Herbert. And I look forward to many more successful seasons of Justin Herbert quarterback. But um, I'm going to talk about my sits real quick while we get Matthew Fox back in the show here. But my sits of the week are going to be at the quarterback position, Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, I know we've talked about, oh, is he back? We're back. We're back. We're back. Some Chiefs fan jumped in there, I think. And uh, (laughs) so my quarterbacks are Justin Herbert, all of his weapons coming back. I like that. Um, I mentioned that uh, the Houston Texans can't defend the run. So my run uh, running back start is Nick Chubb, who is RB five on the season. My wide receiver start Jamar Chase coming back off injury. Last time he played the chiefs in the regular season, he got 11 passes for 266 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I like that option. And then my tight end start Dalton Schultz, He's healthy. Dak is finally back. Last three games, 13 receptions, three touchdowns. He's looking more like the guy I thought could be the overall tight end one to start the season. I'll get a real quick question. Uh, trying to sign besides Kamara or Rashad for full PPR. Lenny looks healthy. Give me Kamara. Yeah, I'd start uh, Kamara as well. Uh, all right. For my sits this week, I man, look, I could give you a list of quarterbacks that I don't like this week. Um, all of them are the older ones. That continue to fail us, including Mr. Russell Wilson. Um, I, it's just, it's just embarrassing to watch this man. I, I I'm still mad at him because he's the only bet that I lost last week was over their one and a half total touchdown bet, which Matthew Fox told me it would come back and bite me in the ass, and it was the only one that came back and bit me in the ass. But uh, I'm not a big fan of Russell Wilson. Antonio Gibson continues to look like that he is the odd man out in that backfield. He's getting carries, but it's just not nothing that. You know, you can guarantee that you're going to get each and every week. Um, I know we have the same wide receiver sit, but um, RIP Deontay Johnson, it's been nice knowing you, bro. We love you, and we're pouring one out for you, homie. Uh, Matthew Fox, what about you, man? Yeah, well, I'll start wearing the same. My wide receiver sit is also Deontay Johnson. He's wide receiver 40 on the this season. He's still a flex consideration, but he's not a top 24 wide receiver right now with the way Pittsburgh's offense is playing. Same kind of with my tight end sit, which is Austin Hooper. People got excited. He caught five passes one week and the next week caught two touchdowns. He only has 24 receptions total and two touchdowns total all season. There's not enough consistent volume in Tennessee to feel good about that. And I don't think that changes this week against the Eagles. My running back sit, Cam Akers. It's been a roller coaster all year with Cam Akers. Uh, we thought he was going to get cut. We thought he was going to get traded. Then they switched it up and cut Darrell Henderson. That resulted in Akers having eight carries for 37 yards last week. I know Cooper Cup's not there. I know Allen Robinson's not there. I know Henderson's now a Jaguar. I'm still not rolling Cam Akers and trusting him. And my quarterback sit, Tom Brady. You know, for years, he's been a reliable QB1. I still think Brady is the greatest of all time. He's just not having that kind of season. He's QB18 overall on the season. And since he joined Tampa Bay, one team that he has struggled with mightily, especially in the regular season, is the New Orleans Saints. That's who they're playing this week. I'm just not trusting him as a top 12 option. Yeah, pour one out for my homie. Um, I mean, he's still a great player, but just yeah, not there. Should have retired. Should've. Instead, did you hear now he's thinking about going back to New England?
I'd rather talk about things that make me happy, and that's winning money. Um, so last week, I had a very, very, very strong week um, of betting. I went 6-1 and one overall on the week. Let me recap those bets real quick. I took the Commanders minus 3. I had the Broncos over 1.5 total touchdowns, which is the only bet that let me down. My parlay ended up being Hurts and Rodgers over one touchdown pass and the Packers plus 14.5. I had Herbert minus 0.5, so he had to have one more touchdown pass than Kyle Murray, um, and that cashed the Raiders plus 3.5. That was my lock of the week. Also cashed back on Thanksgiving. I had the Vikings minus two and a half and the Vikings money line and over their total touchdowns of one and a half. So six and one on the week. I was on 37, 19 and one on the season. If you're betting with me, you're making money. I can guarantee it. All right. So where am I going back to? I'm going to go back to a well this week that I loved for the last, I think two weeks. I think I've been riding this team two weeks in a row now. And this is going to be week number three. And that's the Vikings minus two and a half against the Jets. Um, I like the Vikings to win this football game. I think that the Vikings make Mike White realize that he shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL because I don't think that he should be. Um, the Vikings have covered eight of their last nine games against the AFC. They've also won eight of nine over the last uh, nine weeks. I think the Vikings handle business relatively easy this week, and I like this bet a whole lot. Vikings minus two and a half. Um, talking about the Browns game, uh, I'm not going too crazy on it, but it's a little bit of a parlay. I like the Browns minus two and a half. And then of course the Browns over nine and a half first half points. So they've got to cover the two and a half points and score 10 points in the first half. I like this because look at the end of the day, I do have my personal thoughts on Watson, but on top of that, this has nothing to do with Watson. This has to do with the simple fact that Texans aren't good as football. Texans can't stop the run. I expect Chubb to have probably two touchdowns at halftime. He might have 2,000 yards against the Texans in the first half, but this should be an easy easy cash for me. The other game that I'm looking at this week, I am looking at the Kansas City Chiefs money line. As it sits right now, um, it's minus 145. Um, this game, bet-wise, is a lot shocking than I thought it was. They are getting four and a half points because the Bengals are the Chiefs are favored by minus one and a half. So it's a little bit further than I thought. I think this game is going to be close. And I do like the offensive pieces on the Chiefs or for the Bengals on this game. I just think the Chiefs are playing great football right now. And they're 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 playing great football. If they can hone in, if they can focus in on that running game that they're trying to establish with uh Pacheco there. I, I really like this team a lot. So my three bets this week: Browns minus two and a half, over nine and a half first half points, uh Vikings minus two and a half, and the Chiefs money line. Fox, what are your thoughts? Yeah, there's going to be some some interesting big games out there. Oh, do you I'll, know what that? Yeah, I'll put it up in which is I was waiting until you hear your thoughts on my bets. Um, I just blanked out because I started reading the question. <laughs> um, I I actually picked the Chiefs. Um, I thought the the Chiefs were going to uh, are probably going to win i mean it would be cool for my buffalo fandom if if they in miami lost but i think they probably will both win yeah i think it's a, it's one of those games where i think the chip on the shoulder actually matters you know what i mean like everybody last week was like oh the titans are going to beat the Bengals because they got a chip on their shoulder well no they're not a team that can have a chip on their shoulder they're not they're not a good football team they're not good enough to have chips on their shoulders i do love the banter back and forth between these two teams i also love the banter back and forth between the Dolphins and 49ers. I'm also in on the Dolphins this week 
which is terrifying. I don't know what I'm going to bet them yet, but um, I'm either going to be completely right or we're going to be completely wrong on that game. But uh, it'll be definitely interesting. All right, we got one more question before we move on. Oh, real quick, don't forget Saturday mornings, uh, Chris Clarkson and I will be live uh, talking about our bets. I'll give you the three bets I got today. I'll probably have three or four more for you Saturday morning. Don't miss that show. Saturday mornings, we talk about our favorite plays. And, of course, on Twitter, we do the same as well. Now, we got a question here. Um, question was, who would be the better flex uh, for this week? Donovan Peoples-Jones, Darius Slayton, or Joshua Palmer? Um, I like Palmer if Allen, or if uh, Williams doesn't play. Mm. Yeah, but even if Williams doesn't play, we saw DeAndre Carter, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. It's hard to rely on volume. I like Darius Slayton probably the best. I like it. I like it a lot. Go Slayton. Go Slayton. I don't know what that was. Sorry, guys. All right. With that being said, we have counted our – we dotted our eyes, crossed our teeth in this week in the world of the NFL. We had Fox, you know, be a prima donna and just jump in and out of the show just because he wanted to make a couple different appearances and just be like, hey – you know what I mean? I get it, though. You know what I mean? I love you. Much like the Broncos, once you think you can rely upon me, I just crumble. <laughs> With that being said, make sure you're checking out the Music City Drive-In to check out all of the articles weekly post um, over there, especially Matthew Fox weekly um, uh, football p- p- post. Check out uh, Chris Clarkson and I's uh, Locks of the Week and, of course, all the movies and other content that's going up every week. With that being said, if you listen for just the sports part of this podcast – we appreciate you tuning in. If you stick around for the movie corner, Matthew Fox and I are going to talk about some of the movies we watched recently and enjoy your day. Oh, sorry. All right. Uh, my apologies. Um, I just wanted to throw it out there that I, um, as we talked about a little bit earlier while I was doing my, uh, wonderful ad for our friends over at magic minds i uh it is that busy time of the year where fox and i are trifling like just going through movie after movie after movie after movie so um uh, the biggest week's release in theaters is violent night uh the david harbour as santa claus kicking ass taking names it's theaters it's a film that i really really enjoyed it's just no nonsense fun it was perfectly timed because I have seen so many just long, slow movies. My only bone to pick, the second act was a little long. Fox, when are you seeing this movie? Violent Night? Um, yes. Probably on Saturday. Okay. Okay. I'll be interested to hear what you think of it. I think you'll like it. I, I mean, like I said, it's, it's kind of no-nonsense fun, really. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I it was is. Ex- I was excited to see it. I'll probably be going by myself. I asked, I was like, hey, Lynn, the Christmas movie opens this week. And she's like, what is it? I was like, Santa battling some terrorists. And she was like, um, you can go by yourself. <laughs> Santa, baby. I mean, it, there's some funny things about the movie that once you see it, you'll understand. There's a callback to one of our, to everybody's favorite young, uh, you know, young kid movie as well. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Willow dropped. I didn't watch it. What are your thoughts? I did watch it. I uh, did you like the original film? I don't remember watching it. I probably um, did. so. Uh, the original film is a treasured uh, part of my childhood growing up. It's sad that Val Kilmer can't be a part of it because he was such a huge part of the original film, and they kind of dance around his character not being in there. 
it was fun to see Warwick Davis as Willow. Um, it was never a movie I thought needed a sequel. Um, and I feel the same about the show. The first two episodes are okay. There are some interesting moments, but I don't really know where they're going. And to me, it lacks some of the humor that is what made the mo- the original film um, one that I liked. But it's okay. I will undoubtedly finish it, but it wasn't incredible. Yeah, I uh, oh, it's, I forgot it's a show. I I could care less now. I I care less even even less than I did before about it. Just because. yeah, two episodes drop, and I think drop episodes are going to start dropping weekly. Um, I think there's six in all, kind of like the Santa Claus uh, return, which I don't know if you've been watching. I've been watching that. My wife loves those movies. The show has been okay. The novelty of it is probably what got people it's kind of it's feels like that month right now for disney plus they're like hey let's get some things out of the late 80s and early 90s that did well for us and bring back those those happy ip for people who are looking for something to watch a few things still lingering around in theaters that we she we both recommend obviously she said bones and all um the menu all three movies that we both liked which you know what i mean we're on a roll with liking each other liking films we watched we both liked inspection um i thought it was a good movie uh, Jeremy Pope's performance is what really stands out the most in that film. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see Devotion. Haven't seen it yet. I know you did. I know you liked it. Um, you like Pinocchio? Not as much as mm. I thought you would. But uh, I mean, it's a little strange. I really liked the box that we got for Pinocchio. <laughs> Last Onion, it's not coming out. I, mean, I don't want to talk about that quite yet because it's not coming out yet. But uh, I, 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 I'm excited to dive into to December. Um, this coming Wednesday, I'm seeing Babylon. Um, I did see a movie last night that I did not love at all. The more I think about it, the more I hate it. And um, that's The Whale. Um, I think it is a film that is... I just don't think it's a good movie. And I don't think I don't think Fraser's performance is that great. I think that he's probably the second best part of that movie... Hong Chao was really the best part of that movie. I think the script is a disaster, and I just hate it. I mean, I I probably am going to go to my letterbox and lower it even further than I already did. It's at two stars, and I think it's more of a one and a half star movie. So I'm just not. Uh, I hate it. So there's that. <laughs> like the table ends. Um, Which uh, you know, if you watch uh, Eric and I's uh, review. Um, of the Fablemans from Sunday, we we felt differently. It sucked. So, I you know not your you, show. Not your show. The show is great, except for what you said about the Fablemans. But uh, you know, your hate is inspiring me to want to just vote for the top of the box of every award category and every time that we have to vote together. And I look forward to finding new pod. If you're looking for somebody, <laughs> if you want to do a podcast in 2022, no. I think. Uh, so you did reference it. She said um, took over my number one spot. Um, I am predisposed to, you know, it was a viewing of the paper when I was a teen that really made me um, interested in journalism. And I've always d- deeply loved those journalism films, but it's just such a, a powerful movie, powerful story. I was one of those people that Spotlight was by far my number one the year it came out. It's in my top 50 films of all time. Um, she said 
a lot of the same energy. And as you well know, pulling five stars from me is um, about the hardest thing in the world. I have rated almost 7,100 films now and only 35 have I ever given five stars. It's an incredible film. Um, I, I, it's just, it is, it's an incredible, it's, it's, it's hard to expand upon it because I understand why people could get sick of the idea of this film just based on having lived in it the way we did. I think the biggest difference between when this came out, obviously is social media. So it's all in our faces when something like spotlight came out. I didn't, I wasn't really our like super aware of the situation that transpired with spotlight. You know, you heard vague things about it, but, or for me personally, I didn't know a whole lot about that story, but then when you dive into, she said, you hear it. I just feel like it's so well-made and it's the direction, the the choices of, of how the camera was placed to the score, to the performances. There's several performances from actresses in this movie that are in it for just a few moments that that every time I watch this movie, I find something else I love about it and find a different performance I love about it. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I soon, very near future, Fox and I got to talk, and we're gonna do a we're gonna do one of these little end of the year things. I think we're gonna do it in two parts. We'll do it separate from the show, but I want to do an end of the year movies, end of the year TV. I've watched more TV than I have ever before, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about both of those. So, it's. It's incredible. I started this year wondering if I was going to get to 600 movies. I'm already over it. I was over it before we hit December. And TV, I feel like I've never seen more shows, even during the traditional slow periods. Like, usually this is the time of year where new shows die off. We have another Willow's one of them. There's four new shows this week. There's four new shows next week. It's it's insane. Did you like Criminal Minds Evolution? I watched the original Criminal Minds for several years and finally got tired of it. It's very much like it was when it was originally on there. I, it's it's okay. It's just I love the first. Two. I like the I like the second episode better than the first episode. But I really I haven't picked it up yet after watching this first two. But I'm really yeah. Part of it for me, like we have so much going on right now, and that there were so many um, so. Bones and All is a, is a good movie, but it is decidedly unsettling yeah, in its content. Cool. The menu was fascinating. It's decidedly unsettling in some of its content. So I was going through all these, and you know, I won't go through all the new shows. There was a lot of grim new show, like Echo Three dropped on Apple. That's you know about a kidnapping and a bunch of people getting shot. And so at some points in time, I was like, I needs something different. Even she said, I, I desperately love that, but it's that is easy. a very heavy yeah. film to watch. It's just a season of a lot of heavy things. And so I'm balancing, you know, how much time I want to spend watching them track some gross serial killers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. It's 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 a rough season for movies. You know, like you said, Pinocchio. Very even that was very depressing. You know, Woman Talking, a movie we haven't really talked. Oh about. yeah, it's yeah. I watched that last week too. Also, also very like it's it's not uh, it's a season. It's like weird how depressed, like the whale, super depressing. But like you know, on so many different levels. I watched. Uh, it's funny. I watched The Heat the other night, which is a movie I love. Uh, Melissa McCartney and and Sandra Bullock. Comedy I really love. I rewatched Top Gun just so that I could. Even Top Guns, they actually really sad at times. But um, you know, yeah, watching like, I really enjoyed was, Devo- Devotion and and I thought Inspection did a good job. Both those are very heavy. Living, too. I watched that very sad. Like it's just. I know. I went through a couple of doc documentaries too. I keep wanting to watch that Fire of Love, but then I remembered when you said that's about people that didn't. Like a couple that dies. So it's like, yeah, oh, it's like a couple that, that might... fall in love and then die together inside a inside a oh, volcano. Okay, yeah. It's like, all right, cool, thanks. But uh, that's it for this week. I am excited to chat, talk to you guys next week, where we as we inch closer and closer to the end of the NFL season. Um, and yeah, so uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next week.